Welcome to Bursting the Bubble, the podcast from Houghton College, where each week we share a devotional thought, think bravely and truthfully about interesting things, and give you a flavor of this beautiful, fascinating place that we call Houghton. I'm Michael Jordan. And I'm J.L. Miller. And this week, we actually, for our topic, will be doing an introduction to the podcast and who we are. Uh, but first, we lead out each week with a devotional thought. Yeah, each week for a faculty and staff here, I write a devotion called The Bridge. And that's just a little couple paragraph thing to kind of get us thinking about our life together, uh, how to uh, share the task of working with uh, such wonderful and challenging young people. And uh, so not all of them are ones that are suitable to share on a podcast, but uh, each week we'd like to share one of them with you uh, just to kind of focus us in together on uh, God's activity in our lives and a little bit about what's going on here. Uh, Last week I had the privilege to to sing in a student's recital. And those of you who have had the privilege of attending a student's recital in the past know what a precious thing this thing is. Students care deeply about doing their recitals well. They dress up. They rehearse for hours to get things just so. They celebrate with food, and there's a ritual singing of the doxology afterward. I suppose it's somewhere between senior prom and wedding for most students in terms of planning and preparation and concern that it be just so. It's a lot of work. (laughs) And unlike the music faculty who have to be exhausted by the dozens of these that they have to do every year, For me, getting a chance to sing in this was a pleasant one-off. It was a taste of the fruit of all the relational labor that I'm called to do. It was very precious to me to be invited into that tender place. As we work towards the end of the semester, I know that these are the times that try our patience and our spirits. We are working with young people at a pivotal stage in their development, We're doing so in a high-stress situation in a fairly isolated environment. And all of this is happening while the snow is beginning to fall, which is beautiful at a distance, but it seems way too soon. And it's likely not going to be gone for another six months. So passions run hot for most students and even for many of us faculty and staff. And this is the time of the year when we are most likely to be disappointed with those around us disappointed in our students for not doing better, disappointed in each other for failings both real and perceived, disappointed in ourselves for the failings that we know are there but dare not utter. My prayer for us this week is that we will have something, each of you will have something like what that recital did for me, something where you get a sense of what this all means, something where you come to understand the kind of impact you're making. Maybe it will be a kind word from an unexpected place. Maybe it'll be an affirmation from a colleague that you didn't know even cared. Maybe it will be a student who actually reads the comments you put on their paper and makes a change and grows as a writer. Maybe it'll be a visitor to campus who reminds you how special this thing we have here really is. When we know that our work matters, it makes all the difference for us in terms of helping us face the rest of the year with hope and confidence. As I say each week, uh, I turn this over to faculty and staff, and it's something that's kind of for us, but I think it's fun to let you all listen in and get a sense of what we're thinking as we're working. And uh, certainly for those of you who are alums who work with some of our young people, I hope that you also have those kind of precious times where you see a little bit of the fruit of the labor that we have.
So this week, uh, first, we're just going to be doing kind of an introduction to the podcast and an introduction to each other, as JL mentioned before. Uh, first, just a bit about the podcast, the name, Bursting the Bubble. Uh, that was uh, Facebook crowdsourced the other day, and <laughs> I think we came up with a winner. Uh, it actually was the first comment uh, on the site, Andrew Bubb, class of 2019 at Houghton, suggested either the Houghton Bubble or Bursting the Houghton Bubble as podcast names, and we decided to amend it slightly and go with Bursting the Bubble. I think it's a good name. I think uh, people get what the Houghton Bubble is. Certainly, if you've been an alum of Houghton, the Houghton Bubble is something you joke about where you talk about how, you know, life here is a little bit isolated, but everybody gets to know each other very well, and the Houghton Bubble is something that we all have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with. Um, but the idea of Bursting the Houghton Bubble is both giving you a chance to see what's going on inside, um, but also giving a chance for uh, what's here to come out a little bit and, uh, you know, to take its place in the world. There's such good, exciting things that are happening here, uh, such interesting people that have uh, gathered here and make their lives here in Houghton, and so we want to share some of those with you um, during our time together. So thanks to Andrew for your great idea. Uh, Andrew is currently, you said, working at a church, right, JL? Yeah, he's serving church. as a youth pastor youth in pastor a church in Memphis. Church in Memphis and seminary at Asbury? At Asbury's Memphis campus. Yeah, yeah. Asbury. Is very lucky to have Andrew. Andrew was yeah. a, a shining star. So those of you who are who know Andrew, uh, you're probably not surprised. Those of you who have not gotten to know Andrew yet, he's a great, great young Houghton alum. So first, uh, so that's a bit about the podcast name. Just uh, here are the goals. Here's what we're trying to do uh, here together. So first, uh, each week we'll share a devotional thought. Uh, that shouldn't surprise those of you who have gotten to know me during my time at Houghton devotional writing. Uh, is a real interest of mine. It's something I care very much about. Um, I always feel like devotional writing is that kind of sweet spot where um, it can be informative and aimed at real people, but it also has to be like deeply informed and thoughtful. So it's not really academic writing, uh, but it also can't just be kind of off the cuff. And so each week we'll share something I've written. Uh, usually, like I say, it'll be something from The Bridge, which I share with faculty and staff, but it might occasionally be something uh, a little different than that. But, but that kind of combination of heart and mind that meets in devotional literature, that's part of what we want to share with you. So that's the first thing. Each week we'll share one of those thoughts. And uh, for those of you that have been jonesing for the devotional life of Houghton, if you're an alum and you kind of miss it, hopefully this will scratch that itch each week for you. Um, the second thing, we want to think, our languages think bravely and truthfully about interesting things. And um, one of the things that uh, we both really value about Houghton, I think, is the, the way that um, the classroom meets real life here in a way. Um, because you are always doing hard relational work <laughs> when you're in a tight-knit community together. The things that you're learning become grist for the mill all the time. And so there's all these interesting things and all these interesting thoughts going on all around us. And, um, and the goal is always to help those take flesh in real life. And so we want to think with some of those interesting people. We want to introduce them to you. So sometimes we'll have chapel guests who come uh, and who are here to speak in chapel or to do something else on campus. Uh, we may ask them to sit in for an interview in the podcast just to give you a sense of, oh, these are people who are partnering with Houghton right now in our work. Uh, sometimes it may be folks on campus, uh, professors or faculty, staff, people that you all might want to hear from, um, people whose scholarly work sometimes is really deeply interesting and challenging, um, but is also meant to have like deep connections uh, with real life. So we'll, we'll be interviewing a whole kind of group of different people along the way um, and some regular guests and topics that we'll come back to uh, again and again. The last thing we talk about is just giving you a vision 
into the world that we call Houghton. So we know that some of you who are listening know Houghton, or you know what Houghton has been for you during your time here anyway. And uh, we just want to kind of give you a vision about what this place is now, so that if, you, if you've been part of Houghton in the past, that uh, you could be encouraged and provoked by the kinds of things that we're thinking about now. If you're new to Houghton, don't really know much about what this place is or what it means, what the kind of Houghton way or the Houghton ethos is, you can get a little glimpse into this place um, that is earnest and warm and winsome and challenging, um, all of those things uh, all at once. So those are the three, the three goals of, uh, of the podcast, and um, I think I'll leave it there. I think we're going to turn over to... Yeah, so, so Mike and I, uh, you know, we... We want to, during our interview time slot today, actually interview each other um, for the sake of listeners. Uh, We actually know each other pretty well. One of the things that's exciting about this podcast is uh, we're doing this together as good friends and colleagues. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work together uh, with students. We both share a passion for what uh, the work of Houghton is, has been, and can be. And we also have the joy of raising our kids together in this special place. Uh, my four kids and Mike five, Mike's five kids stagger basically every other year from 13 down to three right now. So we have a lot of fun working together, raising kids together, and we love this community. And uh, we know a lot of you listeners have the same feeling, uh, but we also understand there's flaws to this community. And so we look forward to this podcast and sharing and discussing and hearing back from listeners. But today for uh, our first episode of the interview, uh, we want to give you a little bit of glimpse more into who we are for those of you who don't know us super well or what's brought us here to Houghton or, or what it, kind of our heartbeat is around the work that we do here. So uh, we'll ask each other questions back and forth. We gotta, I'm going to just start out, Mike, if you could tell the listeners who, who exactly are you and, and what is it that, that brought you to Houghton? Hmm. So... Um... My story at Houghton goes back a long time. I guess if we want to be inclusive of all of it, my grandmother came to Houghton as a student 80 years ago in 1939. Uh, She was the only one in her family to attend college, and she graduated in 1943, and she was a history major. And um, to make a very long story short, 20 years later, uh, she returned to town, and her husband, who did not attend Houghton, my grandfather, Ken Lindley, uh, came to serve as the chair of the math and science department. And so in 1963, they moved to town, and Ken and Kay Lindley taught at Houghton between them uh, from 1963 to 1989. So I grew up in southern New Jersey. I wasn't from Houghton, but I would come to visit Houghton pretty frequently to come see them. And Houghton was always this uh, this kind of like Brigadoon-like place kind of up in the highlands, you know. And um, coming from suburban New Jersey, you know, we just sort of leave the suburbs behind, and soon we'd find ourselves in this beautiful country, uh, different each time of year, and um, such a beautiful place. I remember as a young boy um, coming and visiting the Houghton Wesleyan Church around Easter time and hearing Dr. Mike Walters preach and just taking such encouragement and excitement about what preaching was, and it was there that I began to get a little glimpse of how special a place was. I came to Houghton as a student in 1995. I graduated in 1999. Uh, I was a major in history and in Bible. And along the way, uh, I met my wife, Jill, here. Jill Brodigam uh, is her maiden name. She's Jill Jordan now. But we got married in 1999, and we kept close to Houghton as alums. Um, Not super close. It wasn't like we always knew that we'd come back. But uh, 10 years after we graduated, uh, the college offered her a job teaching math. And so we came back here in 2009. 
And uh, for those first few years, I taught part-time in the religion and philosophy department. And um, then in January of 2013, I began serving as dean of the chapel. So uh, since I was a mid-year hire, I'm actually just finishing up my seventh year as dean of the chapel. And they have been seven amazing and challenging and uh, wonderful years. But, uh, and it's exciting for me to kind of build on a family legacy. So I think probably there are listeners out there who have some similar kind of long-term connections to Houghton. So I represent you uh, here. Uh, it's such, a, such an important part of my family's history. So how about you, JL? Like, what's your story? What brought you to Houghton? Tell us so, about you. So different from Mike, I don't have quite the same uh, deep roots uh, to Houghton, although I have a variety of family members on my wife's side of the family who are alum from uh, eras of the 60s and 70s uh, and even 90s. Um, but uh, I was serving uh, at a church in East Aurora, New York, about 45 minutes from Houghton, the uh, kind of first town of the Buffalo suburbs that you would hit if you were headed up to Buffalo. And a number of the people in my congregation and volunteers within the youth ministry that I led were Houghton alum. And I started to just kind of build connections with Houghton because it was a Christian college not far down the road. And uh, as I got a closer and closer look at Houghton, uh, whether it was through taking coming down here for the ropes course with my youth group or taking retreats uh, on, on this campus or the former Adirondack campus to do uh, sermon writing or just getting away, um, I started to just get a sense that something special was going on at Houghton. Um, and simultaneously, about 10 plus years into local church ministry, my wife Heidi and I, we met um, also at college and we both majored in ministry and had been doing ministry for 10 plus years together, um, had this sense of shift and call to work with college students, but we really weren't sure what that meant. We had two young kids and we didn't know if it was a great idea to just pick up and move anywhere in the country uh, and just figure something out. So we thought it, it seemed reasonable to, to move to Houghton. <laughs> and so uh, there was a job that came up that was actually in the admission office. And I thought, well, I've spent most of my career talking with high schoolers about where God might be leading them. So I could do this. And we just figured for a year, we could live in Houghton. We would uh, be able to keep our doctors because we were only 45 minutes away from everything, keep the doctors, keep the dentist, keep the kids' routines with a lot of things, and and just kind of see what this kind of higher ed working with college students was about and see where God launched us. But that was in 2010, and we've been here. This is going on our 10th academic year, and we've absolutely fallen in love with the place. Um, it has become uh, a very important community for us, and uh we both, my wife and I, and, and our four kids now, have fallen in love with the campus, the students, the people we work with. Um, and so my suspicions from the outside about Houghton being a special place were confirmed. So I, I did work in admissions, but I've served a few different jobs here. I've done admissions and some church relations. Actually, Mike and I did that together a oh, number yeah. of years ago. <laughs> and memorable work yeah. there, yeah. And I worked in residence life as an RD in the townhouses for six years. So my wife and I and four kids lived in student housing. Um, some of my kids were born and brought home from the hospital to student housing. Uh, and now uh, I work in campus ministry and campus hospitality. Basically for me, the jobs that I've done at Houghton, the question I've asked myself is, will I be able to continue to stay close to students and, and just help continue to remind them of God's love for them. And I've been able to do that the whole time, and it's just been a great blessing. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, I mean, 
our stories are really different, but there are, are lots of people kind of in both of our niches at Houghton. And it, it, it's really wonderful to see two different kinds of people work together like that. Like it's, it's, as someone who's been connected with the place so long, you can become blind to what someone like you might see in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it gives me great excitement when there's someone who's like, I'm going to pull up stakes and make a home in Houghton. I think, wow, that's amazing. And there's also something which, you know, all the years of being connected can help with too. So it's, yeah. it's nice to see the two working together. So, uh, Mike, shifting a little bit more specific about Houghton, uh, what made you love Houghton? Yeah, I alluded in my first statement just about kind of worship and preaching when I was a young boy. I mean, Mike Walters, those of you who are listening who know Mike Walters, when I was a little boy hearing him preach, I just thought, I didn't know preaching could do that. You know what I mean? Like preaching was always so powerful and such an important part. And and the way that worship was here always carried me and and interested me too. I think um, part of what uh, has increasingly become part of my love for Houghton though is just the earnestness of people who are involved. I feel like earnestness is something which is really endangered in the world today. Like people who are willing to believe things out loud and kind of have a cause and an ideal and something that they think is really important enough to build their life around. And um, for whatever the flaws of Houghton, I mean, I think the idea of a place that people are saying, yeah, I want to kind of pull up stakes and I want to risk something about my own life for this project that we're doing together. And that's, you know, that's all you can really ask for in terms of a place to invest your life is that other people are really investing in the same kind of way. And, and I mean that with like faculty and staff and with students too. It's just very, um, it's very engaged and earnest in that way, in a way that constantly challenges me to bring my own best to it too. So how about you? What made you okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, you, you rarely get the sense within the community of people coasting. Right. Like right. there's just right. a sense of we're all in this, we get up in the morning and we, and we head to work with the same, sure. s- different parts of the college, but same kind of goal to invest. Yes. And right now everybody loves the snow too. So, yeah. that's, <laughs> so we're all smiling on our way to work. We'll yeah. see how that goes in April. But. Lots of posts on Facebook about the snow yes. right now. So yeah. Oh, it is beautiful too. Yeah. Steve Dunmire really. If, you have, if you're friends with Steve Dunmire on Facebook, you need to look at his pictures from the other day. It was beautiful. So what about you? What made you love Houghton Jail? You know, I think because so much of my work early on was in really close proximity to the students, both with admissions and then residence life. I had an interesting scenario where I had students for whom I was their admission counselor and walked with them through their um, uh, fears and uh, questions about finding a college and then got to see them in their juniors and senior years in residence life, maybe even getting engaged or all kinds of different adventures in life, figuring out grad school. Um, being close for so long to the student experience, I what I fell in love with was um, the type of formation that happens in students' lives here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not a guarantee. Uh, no, no. College is not a commodity <laughs> right. where uh, you you know if you go out and two people buy the same car, they expect to get the same thing. College is a little bit different because there's some input involved based on what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the the types of alum that I would see graduate or or the students that I knew as prospective students and then freshmen and then seeing them as juniors and seniors. And even today, uh, providing leadership and teaching the transitions class, uh, which used to be called FYI. 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 So now the freshman orientation class called transitions. Uh, I get to I get to see students really flourish in a lot of ways. And it's just 
It just brings me such joy. And, and I'm really confident that what Houghton is doing as far as formation in students because of us being highly residential and in a rural location focused heavily on healthy rhythms of work and rest and prayer and worship, that it's unique. And so I don't feel like I could just go anywhere to any Christian college and find the exact same thing. Uh, I sincerely feel like that what I love about Houghton is just that we are we are good at forming hearts and sending people into a world that desperately needs them uh, to be formed that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to flip the script a bit. Mike, I want to know what drives you crazy about Houghton? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's always, I think the things that drive you crazy are kind of the shadow side of the gifts, right? So um, I have a friend, uh, Jeannie Little, she does spiritual direction here in Houghton. And she says, at Houghton, people care more about community than any other place I've been. And I think sometimes we can be a little suffocating about it, (laughs) you know, like there's just, there's so much emphasis on this kind of intentional community. And it's absolutely wonderful, but sometimes we also just need to sort of breathe and realize you know, community is a, a gift from God, right, that comes, and it's not something that we can conjure up even with our best efforts. And so, um, you know, to be part of an earnest and warm and winsome community is wonderful. Um, but every so often I want to tell us just kind of, you know, relax and enjoy the gifts that God has for us um, because it, it, it ultimately doesn't depend on our efforts or our own winsomeness or our own cleverness or any of those things. Um, um, it's his work, and so we're privileged to be part of it. Um, but we don't we don't want to lo- sort of lose the, uh, bury the lead, and, and forget about uh, who's really important in the work. So, and we sometimes run the risk of doing that. How about you? What drives you? Uh, what drives you nuts about Houghton? You know, uh, maybe this is a little bit like what you alluded to before, as far as just the transition when you're shifting into coming coming into the community, kind of from the outside. Um, uh, the, the community is loving and warm, but because so many people have been here for so long or have deep family connections, it takes a little bit to get your bearings. And so it just, one of the things is, is the, the, the community is always warm and welcoming, but it takes a little longer than I would like for someone new to feel from outsider to, to, mm-hmm. to belonging. Um, and, and I know I, I need to make sure that new people feel welcomed when they show up. But, um, I mean, I'm, this is a funny example, but in all truth, I remember asking somebody for directions one time and step one was, do you know where so-and-so's dead grandma (laughs) used to live? And so, and so when I, so I didn't know so-and-so, I didn't Uh know their dead grandma and I didn't know where they used to live. But when that's step one to the directions, you're a little confused or, or even, I mean, Mike, I, you know, I've mentioned this to you before, but I had a friend call me who was dropping off a meal at your house Uh because you had just had a kid, you know, every other year you Uh kind of do that, right? And, uh. And your house still says Smith House on the oh. door. And so they called and said, it says Smith House. Am I at the right house? Well, now, for those of you who, who know, Mike lives in a historic house now. And it, and it rightfully so is still the Smith House yeah. in a certain sense. Right. Um, so there's something about that, that uh, there's something about the closeness that requires some intentionality to make sure that new people coming in, students, faculty, staff, feel welcomed. And so it's a, it drives me a little bit crazy when we're not good at that. But, sure. uh, it, you know, I think we're all aware of that. Yeah, and that's no trifling matter. I mean, that's something we'll talk about in coming weeks, in fact, is just how do you how do you not sort of drift into nostalgia when imagining what a place is? And um, so, so, yeah, that's a very important sort of thing because when you're a nostalgic place, then people who are not there don't ever feel like they're fully part right. of things. So, yeah. 
so Mike, uh, we've been at this for a while as far as both of us being at Houghton, raising kids here. What is it that keeps you connected with Houghton? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you're young, you know, when I was a student at Houghton, for instance, this idea of the Houghton community or the Houghton way or whatever you want to call it, it just seems like something that happens and you begin to realize that, whoa, an institution doesn't really just happen. It's something that takes a lot of work <laughs> in so many ways. And uh, part of that is, is work like we get to do with students that is explicitly about carrying on a mission. But so much of that is work which is seemingly unrelated to the work of kind of carrying and creating culture. It's tech services. It's custodial. It's dining services. It's all of this. And so... It's such a complicated, uh, even in a little town, it's such a complicated reality. Mm. It's not just like a little family, you know? Yeah, that's good. How about you? What keeps you connected? Um, Something you didn't know at first. Yeah, so when my first two kids were born, well, even your first kid, uh, but my wife and I came to the realization that this parenting thing is way... Uh, way more complicated, way harder than we could have imagined. And uh, we had a prayer early on that our kids would be surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses in their life, that they would have tangible uh, web of adults and uh, mentors pouring into them because we knew we couldn't, we couldn't point them to the relationship with Christ that we wanted them to have on our own. And I've realized since coming to Houghton that that prayer has been answered in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The the students who year after year pour into my kids and know their names, the pastors in our church um, of all variety know my kids' names and have been there for their dedications and been there for uh, you know special events in their life and and in times of need and and the faculty and staff uh, the bleed between work and family and life. It's just a beautiful thing, and so uh, it's just. I love that both in this community, my kids are surrounded by people who care for them, but also around the country. There are times where we travel places and Houghton alum want to connect with us and former students that we had. And this last week, between my wife and I, we had phone calls from students who had graduated from Tennessee to Colorado mm-hmm. to Florida. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's just neat because they wanted to see how we were doing and, and ask how our kids were doing. And that's been really special. So it just, it just keeps me connected because I just feel like... Um, uh, it, it, you, when you're part of the Houghton family, it's something really special. Well, it's privileged stuff to be able to share that, share that with people. So, each week we um, want to just kind of keep you updated on things that are going on on campus, just so you can have a sense of what's going on, things you might want to be involved with or pray about. And so, Jail is going to share some of those with you now. So, as you could imagine, we're in December. It's the last week of classes. So, there's a lot of excitement on campus, but also stress for students. Yes. Um, but yes. even in the midst of the last week of classes, we've got regular activities going on. On Tuesday night, Justin Lawrence, class of 2000, will be here to speak at our guest executive dinner. Um, it's a real privilege to have Justin here because he's the senior director of sales and marketing at InterVarsity Press. Um, and his wife, Joy Elizabeth, is the associate pastor of spiritual formation at Hinsdale Covenant Church in Hinsdale, Illinois. And having them both together on campus will be great. They'll be talking with students and other guests who want to come uh, in and visit with them. We also on Thursday and Friday have our annual Christmas Arts and Crafts Fair. Uh, it happens from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. And that's just a great event because the campus center is filled Uh main level, lower level, uh, artisans from the area and beyond bringing in all kinds of Christmas wares and handmade things. Students shop there, people in the community shop there. I'll be there trying to find some sort of gift for my wife. And it's usually <laughs> where I kind of have this kind of desperation shopping going on. So Yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> um, 
And uh, end of semester, those of you who are alum may remember this, but the midnight breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, so Friday night, classes are done. We're about to head into finals week. Everybody has that momentary relief where there's no classes and no finals the next day. So at 11 p.m., uh, the staff at METS, our dining facility provider, who are just so gracious, come out for a late night to make food. And then faculty and staff and community members uh, serve uh, all of the students. And of course, we have lots of Christmas things still going on. Uh, Mike, why don't you talk about Christmas in the Atrium? Because maybe you've participated uh, so in that. So Christmas in the Atrium is uh, put on in the music building. And so this is the uh, the student group that is heading towards music education. They are part of uh, a group. And so they raise, they raise funds for that. And so part of what they do is they have groups come in and sing or individuals come in to sign up to sing or perform for about 15-minute increments. And there are goodies for sale, lunches for sale, and the proceeds go to benefit the music education club. And so, yeah, I've done that, I think, two of the four yeah. years I've done that. And so I'm still waiting on an invite this year if there's a student listening if you want to book Dean Jordan for your uh, for your group for uh, Christmas in the atrium I'm still available so and our men's and women's basketball teams uh, both are playing junior out of college this week um, all of these events and sporting events and even more can be found on the website the college's calendar but each week we will have reminders during the podcast as always uh, we're just reaching out to you uh, the listeners to pray for and support the work of Houghton. Houghton is not me. It is not JL. It's not any one professor that you may have had or loved. It is a community of people that have been touched by this place and this people and have changed so much as a result. So if you value the work of Houghton, find a way to pitch in and help. Pray for us. Send us your students. Share your ideas with us. Let's work together to be a witness to the world about how a healthy Christian learning community can change the world. In addition, a reminder that we want to pray for you. So every morning at 7.30, we gather for morning prayer every weekday morning. And at 3.45, we gather for a daily communion service. And uh, during that time, we want to pray for the needs of the Houghton community, which is not just those of us who are here, but the Houghton community around the world. So that's you if you're an alum, a student, a family member, a friend, just anyone listening to this podcast. So if you have a prayer concern you'd like to share with us, uh, please just contact me at michael.jordan at houghton.edu. And uh, let me know how we can be praying for you, and we will do so as we gather to worship every, every day, every morning, and every afternoon. And as we pray together, uh, our kind of customary benediction each morning, so we will bless you now. May, May the, the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. You have been listening to Bursting the Bubble, the podcast of Houghton College. For questions or comments on this program, email podcast at houghton.edu. Bursting the Bubble is a production of Houghton College. For more information about Houghton College, visit www.houghton.edu.